And that music can only mean one thing. The Delaware Valley Journal is on the air. The podcast of DelawareValleyJournal.com, your news source for stories others won't cover in Bucks, Chester, Delaware, and Montgomery County counties. Uh, Linda Stein is our intrepid news editor. Linda, how are you today? Great. How are you, Michael? I'm terrific. And so many stories going on across the region having to do with uh, education and parents rising up. That's a fascinating topic. And of course, the political season is on us as well. And one of the people who is uh, running for lieutenant governor in the Republican uh, primary is Teddy Daniels. Teddy, welcome to the podcast. Folks, thank you both for having me on. This is uh, this is going to be good. Well, I listen, your uh, background is absolutely, I'm scared to talk to you and we're doing this over Zoom. I mean, this is just you know, you, you the, the law enforcement, military service. You, you look scary in your football uniform. It's all just, it's all terrifying. Brother, you know what, though? I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm not a nine to five guy. I'm, I'm not a, a cubicle guy. And, uh, you know, I just kind of kind of chose to do things my my way in life, do right. things a little different. And and I'm happy. And, um, yeah, that, that's where we are. I just, I, I can't sit You can't still. be happy, that's, that's Teddy. Haven't you got the, you got the news where we're supposed to be depressed and everything's terrible and it's all hopeless. That's the message of politics in 2022. It is. It's horrible, isn't it? It's like, you know, the sky <laughs> is falling. The world's going to end. Um, but, you know, I, boy, I hate to use this Obama term, but it's like we need hope and change. And, right. uh you know, unfortunately, you, you know, guys, my, my big fight has has been against the establishment Republicans. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's unfortunate that it had to be that way. But, uh, you know, they they poked and prodded and picked the fight. And I'll see it to the end. Uh, before, I want to get to that in a second. But first, I want to ask you something because it's related to the Delaware Valley. Uh, you attended uh, Valley Forge Military Academy. And I'm just curious how much of an impact that has that on your life and how much has it brought you to being someone who's now standing up to run for Lieutenant governor? Well, I'll tell you what they, they there was actually a plaque at Valley Forge that said uh, from the battlefields of Valley Forge went the men who built America from the training fields of Valley Forge go forward. The men who will preserve America um, guys, you know, I was, I wasn't a bad kid, but I was a very undisciplined kid. And uh, that really helped with, uh, with the discipline. It really set some, um, some hardcore boundaries for me. And, you know, the, the great thing about that, I was, I was fortunate enough, I, I attended there on scholarship. And I got to meet guys from across the country and folks from around the world who I went to school with from all different uh, backgrounds, right. nationalities, religions, everything. So it really exposed me to a lot that I, I did not get growing up in, in small town, rural Montgomery County. Um, <laughs> it, it was a great exposure for me and, and really changed my outlook on things on, on, on how I perceive things in life. Well, Teddy, you were going to run for Congress and then you switched to Lieutenant governor. Why the change? So here's why. So over the past two years, I was extremely active in helping push for an audit. Uh, I supported close to two dozen moms that were running for school boards. I was working with small businesses through this pandemic to, to try to guide them the right way on, on staying open. And it got to the point that 90% of the issues that I was seeing 
were statewide issues. They weren't necessarily federal issues. And, you know, let's be honest, Brandon is a disaster and his entire administration is a disaster in Washington, D.C. But it wasn't it wasn't the federal government. Uh, okay, I have to interrupt, uh, not, not for you, Teddy, but for our uninitiated listeners who aren't familiar with uh, center right political speak. Brandon is uh, President Joe Biden. Just making sure because people are thinking, wait, Brandon, Governor Brandon, who's, oh, yeah. Brandon? who's Brandon? Is there a TV show? Driver, so I just want right? to make sure we got that. Go, go ahead. I apologize for interview interrupting. No, no, no. As you're good. As you, I will move but, on. But, but it wasn't the federal government that wanted to put masks on our kids, close your businesses, call people unessential. That was the state government. So, you know, I, I felt to really have an impact in, in the work that I was doing and the things that I stand for, you know, I felt the Lieutenant governor's race was the best race to, uh, to switch gears into because ultimately it was state politics that affected everybody around their kitchen table. It wasn't federal. And, you know, I had, I had breakfast with Marjorie Taylor green in Washington, DC. And she told me, she goes, you know, Teddy, she goes, I'm, I'm one of four thirty-five. She goes, I can't get anything accomplished down here. So I feel in state government, we can really get some some great things accomplished for, for the people of Pennsylvania and kind of hold that line to make sure tyranny never happens again. Well, Teddy, you had mentioned uh, supporting mothers running for school board. Um, you're a big proponent of school choice. Can you tell us why? I am, because I, I think I think the school, the school system, the public school system has failed us. And I think that's mostly because of the liberal teachers unions. And the one thing that I noticed is I was backing these moms running for school boards. I didn't get pushback from other candidates running for the same positions. I got pushback from teachers unions because they knew which candidates they had on that school board. They knew which seats that they had. Um, that would go along with their contract negotiations and, and, and push the teachers union's agenda. You know, our, our children's education is not about a teacher's union's contract. It's about a child's education. And you had moms stepping up to do the right thing, who wanted to run for these positions. And then you had teachers unions involving themselves in the race, not for the welfare of the children, but for their own selfish reasons of preserving their teachers' contracts, their union contracts. And uh, that's one of the big issues we had. And, and I don't know if you guys know or not, but my son, my youngest is four. He was supposed to start preschool this year. And we actually yanked him. He was registered to start, but they wanted to put a mask on my kid. And uh, it's not going to happen. So, you know, I, I, I'm I stand very, very strong on that. And, and, and I do have to add this in. When it comes to kids, don't ever mandate masks or vaccines. Bottom line, when it comes to anybody, don't do that, but especially not children. Um, you know, I stood for, if you're going to close the schools, close them. But don't put a mask on these kids. Don't force them to wear one. Don't force them to get vaccinated. Right. There are other means and other choices out there. Let me let me ask you something because people, you know, your background, uh, police service, military service, you know, it's all great service. 
but the lieutenant governor's job, you know, is a lot of, you know, it's, it's kind of work that people like you kind of mock, you know, it's a desk and, you know, sitting around and having meetings is, 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 is Teddy the right guy for that job? And if so, why? Well, I'll tell you what, that's what it used to be. That's exactly. And you're absolutely right. That's what it used to be. It was almost like a retirement home for failed politicians or, you know, it was for an activist to step into. And I am neither. Uh, I'm looking to take that office and help push a conservative governor's agenda. And, you know, obviously we have our, our responsibilities, but, you know, when legislation needs to get passed, I hate to say it, guys, but there's so many in the party that are just spineless. They're afraid to stand up and do the right thing. So, you know, if they need some leaning on to help pass some legislation, I think I'm absolutely perfect for that position. Sounds like a good point. Um, well, I was also wondering about your service as a police officer. What did that teach you about people? You know what? It really taught me communication skills. Uh, I honestly, I'd have to say over 90% of the job is communication. And you, you get to see people, unfortunately, most likely on the worst day they've ever had in their life. And you need to show empathy. Um, there's cases where empathy is needed. There's cases where sternness is needed. But it's really a lot of problem solving. And just cutting away all of the peripheral noise and getting to the core of the issue to help solve a problem. And the one thing that, that, that it really made me realize is, you know, just because somebody did something, for instance, okay, so my mother was killed by a drunk driver in 2001. And sorry, you know what I, well, Hey, that's, that's life. You know, no, nobody gets out of here alive. And, uh, you know, when I would, when I would arrest drunk drivers and bring them in, you know, number one, they had to be talked into it. Okay. Normally it's, Hey, let me park your car. I'll give you a lift home. Even after my mother was killed by a drunk driver, I did not want that experience to change how I normally enforce the law. But if somebody talked themselves into one, um, you know, I, I, I would bring, I would talk to them and, and it was, Hey, listen, you screwed up. You did something stupid. Okay. Get through this. It doesn't mean that your life is over. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means you made a bad decision. And you know, and that's what life is. And you really have to look at the totality of the circumstances in every situation. Well, let me ask about that because the Lieutenant governor's job in Pennsylvania is somewhat unique compared to other uh, States. Uh, you deal directly with, you know, pardons, proles, et cetera. How would your background in law enforcement, you know, some people might say, oh my gosh, I don't want you there. Cause you're going to be anti, you know, the convicted, you're going to, you know, you're going to make it tougher on people to get a fair hearing about how their case should be uh, handled. What would you say to those people? So I'll tell you this, if you are actually spending time in prison, you had more than enough chances to get your life squared away more than enough, knowing how the legal system and the judicial system works, you know, you just don't get popped in the clink for your first offense. So th this is obviously a lot of times a pattern of conduct. Um, and honestly, as far as the pardon board is concerned, the main thing that needs to be taken into account is there's a victim in every single one of these cases. 
And I don't feel any decision should be made unless the victim and the victim's family has their say. You know, the, the guy that killed my mother, in order to move on, I had to forgive him. I had to forgive him. So, you know, talking with victims of crime, you know, have they moved forward and if, have they forgiven? And, and honestly, any decision that's made on that is going to be based on what the victim and the victim's family wants. Teddy, you were um, already a police officer, but then you decided to enlist and got sent over to Afghanistan. Um, why did you enlist? You know, it was one of those things that I always wanted to do. As I, as I worked up the chain in law enforcement, uh, found myself sitting behind a desk more and more and less and less out on the street. And I was 35 years old, and I guess you could call it my midlife crisis. Have I peaked? Like, is this all that there is in life now to come in and review reports and approve leave and and everything else? And, and, and you know, guys, I, I was an All-American football player. I was a Division One athlete. And, you know, at 35, I wanted to join when I was younger. I just did not have the opportunity to do it. Part of it was a strong desire, number one, to do it. And second, do I still have it? Can I still do this? And, um, you know, there were a lot of naysayers. Teddy, you're too old. You're too banged up. You'll never make it out of boot camp. You won't pass the physicals. You won't be able to do this. You won't be able to do that. And, you know, the, the thing is, every time when somebody throws a negative, I just kind of turn that into fuel. And uh, it's like, okay, all right. So you say I can't do it. Now I got to prove you wrong. And um, I went infantry because I wanted to be deployed. I wanted to go to either Iraq or Afghanistan. And, and I know it may sound morbid, but a small part of me still wanted payback for 9-11. And I didn't feel I did my part. It was, it was my job to stand up and, and put my country's uniform on and, and go have a part in that. You know, you'd watch the news, you'd see the caskets coming home. And it's not fair that other men and women went out and fought for the freedom that I, that I'm enjoying. I need to do my part as well. And then and, you were that's, wounded that's over there and, re and received a purple heart. I did. I got the one medal nobody wants to get. <laughs> yeah, I took, uh, took four bullets on a hillside actually uh had a helmet cam on that video uh back in 2012 went incredibly viral it's been seen over 50 million times uh the rapper ice cube used a portion of it in one of his music videos no way. so i guess i have street cred now <laughs> and uh thank god you you're know, alive yeah i know i know uh it was in the google 2012 year in review video and back then, it was on the front page of every major newspaper in the country, um, because I think it showed people a part of war and a part of combat that they had no idea uh, truly existed. So, 
Yeah, it was uh, it was quite the experience. Well, let's talk about something more dangerous than war and getting shot at. And that is Donald Trump Liberal. and talking about politics with Donald Trump, because, as you know, as soon as you say the Trump word, people divide into camps. They want to have a fight. Democrats want to fight. Republicans want to fight with each other. So what would you say as a clearly Trump guy, as we record this, I see the photo of you and the former president uh, thumbs up right over your shoulder mm-hmm. there. There are people who say, look, you know, well, some people just don't like Trump, period. But other people, other Republicans in the voting in the primary are saying, yeah, you know, Trump was great. You know, my thank God we beat Hillary. I love his policies. He drove me crazy whenever he would tweet or talk. But we're just the party in the country is changing and we don't want to lose voters. We're going to need in November by being too Trump. What would you say? to people who have those concerns, Teddy Daniels? I I truly feel that those are the people. And again, I'm not saying anything bad about them. Everybody has different political opinions and views and theories and philosophies. I truly feel that a lot of folks want to go back to treat pre-Trump politics. And the reason is, is Trump pulled back the curtain. He shined a huge flashlight on everything that was dirty and wrong. Uh, in the political arena. And, and I respect that. Now, yeah, is the man a little rough around the edges? Absolutely. But so am I. Trump is a guy that got me excited about politics. Mm-hmm. My father was a bricklayer. He was a guy who got my father excited about politics. <laughs> and I think it, it's truly the populist movement to where his policies And his rhetoric wasn't just for Republicans. It was for Republicans and Democrats alike. It was the entire populist movement. And whether people want to believe it or not, you know, Trump still is the leader of this party. And, um, you know, Pennsylvania politics on its own is a cesspool. And I can tell you that after being in it for a couple months, it is truly a cesspool. And the way I look at it, Guys, you know what? I'd rather have mean tweets and a dollar seventy-five a gallon gas any day of the week. Teddy Daniels, uh, thanks so much for joining us for our podcast. Before you launch your own podcast and broadcast radio network, because man, you you are good at this. This is your wheelhouse. Excellent. Oh, I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. And you know what the thing is? I'm not a politician. I'm just a regular guy who's had enough. Well, listen, I can't wait to see you in the cesspool. Jump in, man. <laughs> oh, I'm in it. Trust I'll, me. I'm I'll in be it. standing nearby with a towel. That'll be my job. <laughs> I appreciate that, buddy. Thank you. Thanks so much, Teddy. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Delaware Valley Journal on the air. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, post it on social media. And if you haven't, sign up for our twice a week newsletter so you don't miss any of the terrific content from DelawareValleyJournal.com. Thanks again. I'm your host, Michael Graham.